Welcome to the Lemon Spark Podcast, where we share stories about lemons that spark a new direction in life. I'm your host, Barbara Zabala. Well, welcome, Jork McLean, to the Lemon Spark Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Everyone, meet Jork. He is a U.S. expat living in Lisbon, Portugal right now, but he grew up in Michigan and also lived in Phoenix before moving over to Portugal a few years ago. And he has written a couple of books, uh, Magnet of Madness, Volumes 1 and 2, and also has contributed to the Lemonade Stand book, which you all learned about when we interviewed Michelle Faust several weeks ago. So welcome, Jorick, to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, let us start with your lemon story, since you did contribute to the Lemonade Stand book, which is about collecting lemon stories, you have one to share. So please share. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, So my lemon story kind of spanned uh, a period of six or seven years from the age of four to, let's say, 11, a situation that uh, came up with my mom, who was battling, I didn't know this, obviously, as a child with postpartum depression, that sort of manifested itself into some other issues as she got older, as did I. Uh, So there was some neglect involved uh, as I was a very young child. But uh, the the good part of that is for some of that, I was too young to remember. uh, But then I also was old enough in some cases to remember some of the situations that I was put in. And then I will say the fun, and I mean that facetiously, really began with my second Uh, mom, my first stepmother, who, um, for lack of a better term, put me through the ringer hell and a few other places. uh, And I was able to come out alive, which was kind of shocking given uh, when I looked back when writing the story, thinking about some of the the things that happened both mentally and physically. uh, I am sometimes have to pinch myself going, okay, I'm still here. All is good. Um, so you was, were uh, facing abuse, it sounds yeah, like? Yeah, and it was uh, at her hands, uh, and it was some pretty violent stuff that took place um, and just happened to be uh, things manifested or culminating into a point where I was kind of literally thrown into the cold uh, and I had a hard time getting back into a home, which I was able to find an open door. If I wasn't able to find an open door, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I'd be, I'd be gone. That gave me the strength to kind of tell my dad about what was going on, which once he realized and found out about it, immediately removed me from the situation, which then kind of began a, a long trek of, I'll say, storing my baggage in Samsonites and not talking about it. But that's really the lemon. I like to focus more about the lemonade was... I knew through, let's say, middle school, formidable years, high school, that I was a quiet guy, easy to get along with, but I had this stuff brewing that I didn't, you know, either anger or aggression or just frustration. I didn't know where it was coming from, not really realizing it was childhood stuff that I had uh, put away, but I didn't do a good job of putting it away. So when I went to college, I happened to do a psych class just for the heck of it. And uh, the guy said, well, everybody in the class gets so many hours of consultation times, or or he called it syllabus time. And so I said, well, do you get to talk about your issues? And he made the mistake of saying yes. I said, Mm. okay, I've got uh, your next hour and I've got like two more hours a semester. 
Um, and I started unloading uh, all of my baggage, so to speak. And through that and through the ability to do counseling, and I'll say being able to start it at a younger age and work through some of the baloney I was dealing with or put away or hadn't faced, it helped set me up for later in life because I'm so happy that I started that in my 20s as opposed to, let's say, you're married, you have kids, uh, your marriage is on the rocks and you're not sure why. Uh, maybe you're acting or treating your kids differently and not realizing the stuff that you're doing all this because of things that have festered since you were a little kid that you haven't dealt with, but now you're passing that off on your relationship or your, your children or your family and friends or your fellow colleagues. And that's my moving to sort of the taking the lemons and making something good out of it is recognizing that I had some issues and doing something about it, as opposed to saying, I'm just, as I get older, they're just going to go away. I felt if I got older and not, and I didn't deal with them, they were going to get worse. And there would something else, something bigger or more complications could happen in my life if I didn't. So uh, that's kind of been my story of, you can go through a lot of baloney as a kid, different types of trauma and issues. And I think you can come out okay the other side. I'll say somewhat okay. I still probably have issues. But if you're able to get counseling, that you, nobody can do it alone. Probably friends and family aren't good enough. It's good to have a, a support system that someone is pulling for you. But I would say that if you've gone through ridiculousness at a younger age, even at an older age, um, getting professional help is imperative. It's priority number one uh, to make sure that, you know, that whatever's left of your life, you don't keep carrying these bags of garbage. Uh, we're always going to have stresses and things that we're going to be working on and working through. It's, it's compounded when you're taking things from 30 and 40 years ago and adding those to the mix. It's the compound interest that you don't like. That's not the type of, that's not good finance. If you're thinking mentally, I, I don't want to have uh, compounded issues from childhood. I want to re remove those because there's enough stress and issues that we have when we get into adult relationships and families and jobs that carry their own stresses and issues and, and hopefully not trauma, but there's enough stuff that goes on in our life that's weird that you don't need the old stuff carrying with you i mean if you can if you can find a way to make peace with it whether you're burying it letting it go confronting it whatever method works for you that is that's my advice is sort of at some point leave it in the rearview mirror so would you say your spark from you know your childhood experiences is your what you're doing now that you wouldn't have done if you hadn't had those childhood experiences is talking to people like on this podcast about, you know, being more of an advocate for getting counseling. Is that the spark or, or, or is it the fact that you've written books? Um, what, what is it exactly that you would characterize as your spark that came from that? Yeah. So my spark of all things comes from, I'll say, some of the dark uh, moments when I was in a basement of which I was unable to get out of. And if I was conscious, and if I wasn't knocked out or, or unconscious, uh, we had the Encyclopedia Britannica 
uh, also popular science, which most kids these days or younger people listening to this will probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you're older, you probably realize uh, what those things were back in the analog pre-computer days. Um, but um, I, I kind of knew when th things ha happened consistently enough that I spent a lot of time in the basement in the middle of the night and when I was uh, awake or my head wasn't pounding or if I wasn't bruised up uh, or damaged, I would turn the light on and I would read from the first one to the last one. And so I spent hundreds of hours reading about places and things and learning language, learning words and alphabets, um, things that as a seven, eight, nine-year-old, I wouldn't have access to in like normal primary school, third, fourth, fifth grade. Um, but I, I taught myself kind of a, a greater vocabulary. I taught myself how to kind of think about, well, one day I'm going to get out of this place. I'm, I'm going to figure out a way. I don't know now how to do that. I, I just want to make it through tonight. Um, but the spark came from all the time reading those books and thinking about far off places that one thing that kept me going was that whatever's going to be done to me isn't going to break me. And that um, I want to go see Lisbon, Portugal, because I read about it. And I, I've heard about this place when they, and I've heard about Vasco da Gama and Magellan. And I read, okay, I want to go there someplace. Wasn't necessarily thinking about living, but wanting to see the world and wanting to explore and do as much as you can while I can physically and mentally do it. There was a spark that was created, I'll say, in the depths of depravity in the late 70s that keeps me going. And it's kind of why I probably am with who I'm with. It's why we're overseas and not in the U.S. or exploring and doing. Mm -hmm. I'm living very much the same life that I read about. Uh, when I was getting my butt kicked on a nightly basis uh, with my stepmom. So that to me is the spark is realizing that uh, put more faith in yourself than what you may, there may be days where you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but as long as you don't, and, and when you do see a light, as long as you realize that that light is an oncoming train, it's actually light at the end of the tunnel, you can go through a lot of stuff. And if you just have, um, some self uh, self confidence to say I'm good enough. I can I can make it through whatever someone's going to put me through. You're going to be okay. And so the spark was really I want to go live life. I don't know how to do it, and it's not like when I turned 20 I did it. Uh, it took me until my 40s to actually be in a position to where I could go and really start doing and living some of the things that. I dreamed about as a kid because the whole idea was, okay, if I ever make it out of this alive, um, I want to go do some things and I want to go. Yes. I want to have a Facebook full of the, the memory notifications that have you were here and you were there. And I am fortunate enough that there are times that I forget about some of the places I've been to. Uh, uh -huh. That's a, that's kind of a cool thing to say, Oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. We went to that place or we had, we went to that museum or that ruin uh, or we went to that town, completely forgot about it. That's all part and parcel of the idea of I'm going to make something of myself. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I want to incorporate some of the worst moments of my life. So oddly enough, 
in a weird way, I have to be thankful and grateful for the most ridiculous things that happened to me, because if those things didn't happen to me, I also, I'd be alive, I'm guessing, but I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. I probably wouldn't have written books. I most likely wouldn't be overseas. And so some of the life that I've lived would have been different because my experiences growing up would have been different. It would have probably led me in a very different direction than what it did. So it's, uh, I, I wouldn't advise anyone to say, okay, do, do this to your kid and this is what's going to happen. I wouldn't necessarily, that's not a prescription for success. So, uh, I would say um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live some of it over again. I would like to see how some of it would have turned out without some of the abuse, um, but it didn't. It is what it is. I'm here and I'm, I'm pretty well off. There are people that have gone through the same stuff that aren't here to talk about it, that or they have a uh, they have a number on their chest and they get uh, let out of their cell one, one an hour a day because of things they've done, but it's because of things that were done to them for a long period of time and they snapped for whatever reason and I can't explain why I didn't I didn't have a snap moment and, I, and I'm here to talk about it, which is good and and part of that spark to to what you had alluded to is letting people know that you know you can go through a lot. And I think as people have read my story, friends had no idea. Holy bleep this out. Family members that didn't, because it's a small group of people that knew what was going on. And most of those people aren't alive anymore, had no idea. And sometimes when I hear people talk about their struggles or hear about things, I, I do sort of equate it and go, okay, wait a second. You're telling me about this ridiculous thing that you went through because your boss is mad at you. Okay. Life isn't that bad, buddy. Uh, or miss, uh, if you, I mean, part of it's to show that you can be well-adjusted, you can go through a lot and you don't end up being that same person. So you don't end up doing to, let's say your spouse or kids, what was done to you. You can break the cycle. If that's a term, that's a cliche, you can live a really good life, but you got to get counseling. You got to get help. Because I'd love to say I could whip up this personality in this life with no help. And I'd say, no, I'd be down. More things would have gone wrong in my life, in my adult life, had I not, uh, have I, had I not sought help. And that's great. I mean, you went to college and you were able to understand the importance of getting help when you took that psychology class. So it's important that you tell your story because a lot of people might not have had that opportunity to you know, take a psychology class and understand the importance of counseling. So sharing your story is so important so that people know they can relate to you and see a way forward, a path forward, that light at the end of the tunnel, like you're talking about. Well, Jorik, thank you for sharing that with us. So if people wanted to learn more about you, you want to talk a little bit about your books, Magnet of Madness, Volumes 1 and 2, and how they can get a copy if they're interested? Sure. Uh, they both are out on Amazon. Come one, come all. Buy a bunch for your uh, your school, your, your friends and family. It's never too early to buy something for the holidays. Both books are a collection of 30 years of ridiculous workplace stories, either being an employee or being in management. And I would say many of the people that have read the books, the responses have been, uh, I'll say WTF, or you have got to be kidding me, or you're a bozo, I would have never done that, which they were probably very right, or 
wow, I can't believe that I would have done the same thing and it blew up in your face too. Wow. It's it, everybody has, I'll say happy hour stories or stories that they come home and tell their significant other about their day. That's what these are going back to high school. People I got cool people I got to meet, let's say celebrities or musicians, crazy things like having three concussions in three months at a college job, uh, which I wouldn't ask anyone to get that kind of job, but having things in my professional career, I worked for the Phoenix Suns and for a veterinary group in, in Phoenix and just a number of weird circumstances that went, uh, that I went through that that's basically what they are. A bunch of happy hour tales and ridiculous stories that I put into two volumes. And so then these with are Lenny, true stories. These are, these actually happened. True they're stories. Okay. No, they're true. They're uh, what is fictional are the names and places. Uh, I, I chose not to get sued, uh, so I made sure that I fictionalized the names and places, but the events are all true, and my story in them uh, are true. And then I was a contributor to the Lemonade Stand 2 uh, book, uh, which I think everyone should get a copy if you're really looking for people that have gone through the ringer and have come out the other side okay or are still in the process of whatever okay is. I highly recommend that uh, for sure. If people want to find me, Jorick McLean is my name. There's only one in the United States. There's actually one, only one on the planet. So if you type in Jorick McLean in Facebook, I'm the only one that's going to pop up. If I also have a YouTube channel where I talk about what it's like to live overseas, all of the hurdles you have to go through, as well as our travels uh, as we get to travel, hopefully more in, in the pandemic and the world that we live in. So I'm pretty easy to find and track down. And I'd love to uh, talk to people. If people have their own story, I'd love to hear it. And I'm hoping that my story will open up, um, especially if people are older going, well, you know, I, I didn't have the ability to go to college. I didn't have the ability to do that. Um, that's true. But almost everybody has a job. And everyone that I would say not almost everyone that has a job has medical insurance, which when I was going to school did not have a mental nervous benefit or a psych benefit. Now all of them do. So I encourage everybody that might have some issues, however uh, trivial they may think or however traumatic, go get help through your employer. There, there are mental nervous benefits with your medical plan. Go, go start that process so that five years, three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, you're a better off you for not only your sake, but your friends and your family and friends sake as well. Great. And can you smell, spell your last name just so that people, Jorick is J-O-R-I-C. Yes. And last name is McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N. M-C-L-E-A-N. Okay. So it's well, I'll, McLean, make sure it's a, I, I'll make sure I put that in the notes, the links. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. And I hope I'm going to go check out the magnet of madness. I have the lemonade stand book already, but I want to, I want to look at those ridiculous stories about the workplace. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I loved it. This was great. Thank you for listening to the Lemon Spark podcast. If you have a Lemon Spark story to share or know someone who does, please message us on Facebook and be sure to like our page. And remember, it's not the lemon that defines you, it's the spark.